Today in Security from Wired. Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beat brand for heart health support. The new Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Superbeats Heart Chews Advance are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Superbeats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. Security news this week. Feds give Kaspersky security products the boot by Wired staff. Apple finally announced the iPhone X this week, complete with a facial recognition system that Apple calls Face ID. Preliminary impressions are that Face ID will be difficult to trick and should be secure for the average user. But researchers are eager to test its robustness. Consumer facial recognition has been around, but not yet at this scale, inviting questions about what its implications will be, particularly for privacy. Apple's new iOS 11 mobile operating system does have more crucial privacy protections against muggers and government officials alike. But researchers detailed doubts this week about the differential privacy techniques that Apple uses that are meant to aggregate and analyze customer data without invading their privacy. And over at the astounding ongoing dumpster fire that is the Equifax data breach, Equifax admitted that hackers accessed its network through an Apache Struts web application vulnerability that had a patch available for two months before the initial intrusion. In other words, Equifax could have prevented the breach by patching the bug. U.S. residents rushed to find ways to protect themselves against potential identity theft, while officials scrambled to determine possible recourse against Equifax and looked for ways to prevent similar crises in the future. Wired examined the future of warfare and how the U.S. can handle emerging threats like automation and international information sharing to build weapons. And a new set of vulnerabilities in Bluetooth implementation were a forceful reminder to keep that wireless connectivity off when you're not using it. But on the bright side, Hope Hicks's Twitter account was never actually suspended, so that's one less thing to worry about. As always, we've rounded up next all the news we didn't break or cover in depth this week. First up, DHS orders federal agencies to ditch Kaspersky products. 
In a long-anticipated move, the Department of Homeland Security this week banned the U.S. government's use of all software sold by Russian security firm Kaspersky, citing the company's potential ties to the Russian government. That order follows another decision months earlier by the General Services Administration, which regulates U.S. spending on IT, to remove Kaspersky from a list of approved sellers. This new directive goes further, giving agencies 90 days to pull all Kaspersky products out of their networks. The risk that the Russian government, whether acting on its own or in collaboration with Kaspersky, could capitalize on access provided by Kaspersky products to compromise federal information and information systems directly, implicates U.S. national security, reads a statement from the DHS. In the wake of Russian hacking operations targeted at compromising the 2016 U.S. presidential election, Kaspersky's ties to Russian intelligence have come under new scrutiny, including its founder Eugene Kaspersky's military background and association with some Kremlin officials. Kaspersky and Eugene Kaspersky himself have repeatedly denied any accusations of collusion with the Russian government, and pointed to a lack of proof. Even open sourcing their software in an attempt to clear suspicion of a backdoor in its code, but the security community has remained wary and noted that Kaspersky's antivirus, like many similar products, does have the ability to upload specific files from its users' machines back to Kaspersky's servers. That suspicion has impacted Kaspersky's consumer business as well as its government sales. Earlier this week, retail giant Best Buy abruptly pulled the company's products from its shelves too. And next, we have a popular D-Link home router that is absurdly hackable. For a device that controls practically every packet of data that enters or leaves your domestic life, home Wi-Fi routers have long been understood to be notoriously insecure. But a new analysis this week. Enumerated a depressing plethora of flaws in the popular D-Link 850L home router, adding up to ten distinct hackable vulnerabilities. Basically, everything was owned, wrote South Korea-based security researcher Pierre Kim. The D-Link 850L is a router overall badly designed with a lot of vulnerabilities. The bugs Kim found would allow anyone within wireless range to fully control the router. Intercepting data and uploading their own firmware to the device, Kim exposed those bugs without forewarning D-Link, an unorthodox move that he justified by writing that he'd previously warned the company about vulnerabilities that it never patched. Judging by that track record, don't hold your breath for D-Link to quickly patch these security flaws either. Little wonder that the FTC sued D-Link for the insecurity of its routers and IP-based cameras earlier this year. Our next story: Aramine Hacker Group disembowels Vivo. Not so long ago, hacker group Aramine limited its activities to hijacking the Twitter feeds of tech executives and celebrities, but these days it's going after far bigger game. Most recently. Hacking into the network of video firm Vivo and dumping more than three terabytes of its internal information online, Gizmodo reviewed the leaked files and couldn't immediately determine what sensitive data might be included, but multiple terabytes of data would make the leak one of the largest in history. It's not clear exactly what Aramine's motives were in pulling off that damaging breach. 
But in the past, the hackers have used their high-profile attacks as advertisements for a purported security testing service. Late last month, the same group hijacked the DNS of WikiLeaks, defacing the site with its own taunting message. In this case, the hackers wrote in a company post their data dump that they'd leaked the files after they approached a Vivo staffer with claims of the breach and were purportedly told to, quote, fuck off. Next story, a new strain of malicious app is fooled by Google Play's filtering twice. A new strain of Android malware, discovered by researchers at the security firm Checkpoint, is able to charge users for fake in-app purchases and services without them even knowing. Called Expensive Wall, the malware is carefully packaged to encrypt sinister data such that it doesn't set off alarm bells in Google Play's security filtering. Checkpoint initially notified Google about some samples of the malware, and the Android security team found about 50 affected apps and removed them from the Play Store. They'd been downloaded between 1 million and 4.2 million times, according to Google. Within a few days, though, Checkpoint discovered a new sample of the malware in Google Play that already had more than 5,000 unique downloads. Google removed this app as well. But the situation speaks to the ongoing struggle to screen apps and secure Google Play against malware. And our final story, Turkey violated human rights in encrypted chat app cases, finds a report. The administration of Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan has had 75,000 Turkish citizens fired from their jobs or detained because they allegedly downloaded the encrypted messaging app Bylock. A legal study published in London by opponents of Erdogan, though, concludes that this action is a human rights violation and is illegal. In the wake of a failed coup in 2016, Erdogan's government has been increasingly strict in cracking down on Turkish citizens, fearing the formation of new insurrections. The report, led by British lawyers William Clegg and Simon Baker, combed Turkish trial transcripts and intelligence reports. It determined that the cases are in violation of the European Convention on Human Rights, and Turkey is a signatory. The cases tried in Turkey could be appealed to the European Court of Human Rights. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.